You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. I'm Clint, and this is Colin. And y'all, uh, the dogs are ten and zero. Ten and zero, baby. Say Ooh. it again. I, the dogs are ten and zero. One more time. I, just, just the, one more time. Just the like, dogs are ten and zero. There he is. Uh, hey, everybody, want to introduce you to Colin. Colin's been on the show before. He is a huge dog fan, alum of UGA, one of the best dogs we know. He's a damn good dog. Colin, how are you doing today? Doing great. Dogs are, wait, what did you say again? Just wanted to check back. What did you say? 10, Ten and okay. O. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. One of those is significantly more than the other by a factor of 10, in fact. Or if um, you're dividing infinite. If you think about it's it. an infinite degree larger. That is correct. Uh, hey, welcome to the podcast. If you're new, uh, Clint and I are Georgia fans. We like to have other Georgia fans on the podcast from time to time. And if you haven't got the gist of the pod yet, this is pretty much it. Uh, we're for fans, by fans. That's what we're all about. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching, subscribing to the YouTube channel, audio podcast, all that good stuff. It's Monday. Yes. Um, I've heard the dogs are ten and zero, coming off a weekend, coming off a weekend, big win against the high-powered Tennessee offense. The fellas, the high-powered Tennessee offense was mm. on full display on Saturday. Um, we're going to get into the the nuts and bolts of this game. We're going to talk about the ins and outs, and uh, we're talking about some defensive players we love, some offensive players we love. We're going to talk about all that. But before yes, we sir. do any of that, fellas. I just need to get some thoughts on 10 and 0 because, you know, we start the podcast there. But in all seriousness, we've been using the term Clint historic to describe this team for yes. quite some time now. Okay? Yes. When you watch the product on the field, it looks historic, does it not? It the eyeball test does not lie. I mean, we got people that do statics statistician type stuff all the time and this Statistics are coming back incredible. But you look on the field and you go, that's a different beast than I see anywhere else or have seen. So, yes, it is historic. But now, Colin, we are not just we're not just talking like fans when we say this team is historic. We're talking as an objective observer of the program. This team is now doing something that has only been done a very small handful of times in program history. We're talking about 1982. Oh. We're talking about 1980, and we're talking about 1942. Colin, you remember that season? Heck of a season. Yeah, I was uh, negative. Uh, I was negative. <laughs> Don't try to do the math. Don't try negative to do the math. 50. I was negative fifty. All you got to say is catfish Sorry. was around. Okay, for Matt, for, yeah. for <laughs> OGs of the podcast, catfish was around. We don't know what position he was playing, but he was around. All right. Listen, uh, three times in program history, better make it four, that this Georgia team is 10 and 0. Oh, it's been since 1982. That's nigh upon 39 years since Ooh. we've done it. Two of those three years, fellas, I don't know if you know how those seasons ended. but How'd it go? How'd it go? 
1980, yeah, you put a ring on it because that's a, that's a, um, them dogs. And then 1982, we won't get into that season and how it ended. I think we all have know the stories and we've all seen that far too many times. But, uh, this team is now swept through the SEC. Mm-hmm. Eight no for the first time in program history because we didn't used Ooh. to play eight conference games. Swept through the SEC. We got Charleston Southern and Georgia Tech. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't feel the need to address those games. We're, we're moving on this to Cincinnati. Is, we're on to this Cincinnati. is an undefeated. We might literally be moving on to Cincinnati, Clint, it turns out. Uh, Colin, when Colin, when you watch this team and you realize this team's making history, like, like what are the thoughts as a Georgia fan, as a lifer, as a person who has – Let's just be honest. You're you're a young man. You've never seen any of those seasons that I'm talking about. So this is your first rodeo with a ten yeah. and O team. How does it feel? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I would say the first time I really considered myself a Georgia fan was like when Mark Rick took over. Um, so that's kind of like oh one oh two sometime in there. I was about ten years old. So and you sure. Were, what, I guess you were there at the time, Daniel. Right? I was um, probably 50, 60 years old at yeah, the time. It's hard to yeah, say. Already, pe- already salt and pepper, but. That's correct. I'm I'm sorry to cut you off, Colin. Uh, Clint, I meant to ask at the beginning of the podcast: Is what I'm wearing okay today? I want I wanted to check in with you because I know it's a big, it's a big. Is it okay? I'm the outfit that I've chosen, or should I change? Or Colin, Colin, please continue. Okay, here's what I was going to say: Was that. I was thinking about this last night as I'm sort of scrolling the Twitter machine and all of the SEC nation, everything is like Georgia 8-0 for the first time in program history in the SEC, 10-0 for the third time in program history. I'm thinking to myself the whole time, you know, the beginning of a season every year, I'm sort of looking down the schedule and thinking to myself, win, 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 win. And I kind of get down to the end. I'm like, well, it's a perfect 12-0. Like we should be 12-0. That's how this works, right? And then we run into South Carolina and Rodrigo Blankenship forgets how to make a field goal or, you know, whatever the case is. And I'm, sure. just, look, I'm just watching this team and going, oh, so you're either elite or you're not, right? It's, it's uh-huh. you're elite or you're not. And so I'm just watching this team going, oh, this is the level of elite that we're talking about when Kirby says that. Is it's It's not, well... If you know, we we should win every. It's no, we are going to win every game, and we're going to do it by crushing souls, by yes. saying you can have seventeen, maybe if if sure, that's, maybe that's the ceiling. But yeah, just with a garbage with a garbage time touchdown, correct? Yeah, but that's that's what this team is doing. Is they're saying no, no, no. It's not okay. Look at look at the list and say. We should win 12 games. It's, we are going to win 12 games, and we're going to go to Atlanta as the number one team in the country. That is the level of elite that we're talking about this team here. So as somebody who started watching the team about 20 years ago, obviously this is the best team I've ever watched us have because it's the first time we've done all of these things that we're doing, but also just the way, the way in which we're doing it, the way in which we're going on the field and saying, you just don't really belong um, yeah. in any team. Kind of the way that we're doing that is, is pretty impressive. So... Yeah, this, this 10 and 0 is totally different as well from other 10 and 0s for a myriad of reasons. Uh, we're in the SEC, so I'm sorry, Ohio State and Oregon, like all your unbeaten that actually wasn't that impressive and hasn't been too often, like 
Oregon. Sorry, you're going to lose in script to Stanford every once in a while. Like, that's not the case. But again, it's entertaining. And when you see it, when other people see it, unless you're just a blind moron, Gary of which Danielson. there are many. Of which there are many. I just want <laughs> there to are many, <laughs> many, many. You can't look at this team and fault it for anything. All I have to stand back and go, "Holy geez, that's a buzzsaw waiting to run into everybody who comes in contact with it." Yeah, you know, it's it's funny because I'm literally earlier today. I'm just sitting around. I'm thinking to myself about this ten and O team. And I, I think, well, okay, Charleston Southern this weekend, you know, it's kind of like it's going to be hopefully Brock Vandalay, Vandalay Industries, export some touchdowns <laughs> this weekend. But, um, you know, then you look to the next game, Georgia Tech, Thanksgiving weekend. We've all been Georgia fans long enough. We've seen some weird things happen on that Saturday after Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? Like we've seen some things go down in that game. And I just think to myself, and Georgia fans, some I already I've said stuff like this already, and Georgia fans in the comments come after me and act like I haven't been a Georgia fan very long, which again hurts Clint's feelings, doesn't hurt doesn't hurt my feelings. But <laughs> Georgia fans, listen, there's literally no way Georgia Tech can beat us. There's we could turn the ball over nine times in that well, game. Hold on. Well, hold they, on, they could Let's turn say- the ball over zero. We would still win the game by two touchdowns. But let's say let's say our let's say flu ravages our starting defense, Daniel. Let's say that takes that that happens. Well, move on. Next. Oh, oh, that happened. Let's let's say we don't know who's going to start at quarterback, and we have to go to a walk-on quarterback, Daniel. Next. Let's, let's okay. just keep going down the list. But, but what happens if we lose two starting offensive linemen? Uh, from mm. from the beginning of the season, what if we what if we lose starting running backs and have to rely on our fourth string running back, Daniel? What what, what if then? A, what if a team marches down the field on their first possession, like a hot knife through butter, and punches the ball right into the end zone? Then then what happens? Oh, it just oh wait, we still we still all of dominate. This, all the excuses, guys. If they're not Jackson there. must if Jackson Muschamp is starting for us at quarterback. <laughs> Against against Georgia I'll, Tech, we are going to win the game. I'll take Georgia minus seventeen with Jackson Musburger, Muschamp starting at quarterback. Mus, One hundred Jackson, Jackson Musburger. Listen, if if Brent Musburger is all get out, if Brent Musburger starts at quarterback, I still like us by six. I still like <laughs> I still favor us by six. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, We're going to come back. We're going to talk about specific play of the linebackers as well as the running backs because, y'all, it is something to behold. But first, we'll let you about Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy for you. If you're a college football fan, which I know you are, if you're a Georgia fan, which I know you are, and by the way, Charleston Southern fan, if you're here, just like we're not even mad, like sincerely, before, we're just. Let us know you're here. We'd love to interact with you, truth be told. Tennessee fan, like sayonara. We're done. Um, you're a fan of college football. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Head over to pricepicks.com. It's you against the numbers that are projected 
It's one of the best odds that you can get on Daily Fantasy. Uh, you can do parlays that you think of. You can think of any props you can think of. You do that. Uh, it's you versus the projected numbers, and it's not rigged. They give you the power. Um, they also allow you to mix sports betting on this daily fantasy. It's fantastic. Daniel and I use it. We love it. Head over to pricepicks.com right now or download the award-winning app on iOS and Google Play Store. Use the promo code Locked On, and you're going to get deposit match up to 100 bucks. You put $100 in, they match it $100. That is more for you to do daily fantasy. Pricepicks.com, daily fantasy made easy. Fellas, we're going to talk about the linebackers now. Um, and I think I don't I'm know if I'm emotionally this. prepared, by the mm, way, really I, quick. Just, I, mm. I need to get myself right. You, you keep talking. Mm. I need to get myself right. right. We're going to begin by talking about Quay Walker because okay. Quay we're Walker. We're going to work ourselves into a ladder. We, yes, <laughs> correct. We are going to ascend. We're going to <laughs> slowly ascend. Great. Um, Quay Walker is the best linebacker in the SEC that doesn't play for that doesn't of start. all the teams that aren't Georgia. Yeah. Of all the teams not named Georgia. Listen, the difference between Quay Walker and Henry To'o To'o is the difference <laughs> is the difference between Stetson Bennett and Jackson Musburger at quarterback. That's the difference in in the level of play between those two people. Um how good is this Quay Walker and um why is he so unheralded in this Georgia linebacking court? Colin, give it to us. Yeah, I, I mean, okay. The, the answer to why he's so unheralded is obvious. It's because we're going to talk about we're, that we're in a second. To why he's so unheralded, uh, of course. But I, I was watching. I, I had a moment yesterday when I was watching the game, and obviously, you know, early on in the game, Tennessee scripted pretty well in that first touchdown drive. In the second drive, I mean, they they had some good scripted plays going on, and what they were really doing was attacking the edges, and really, and more specifically, attacking Latavius Brini and sort of his inability to kind of figure out that wide receiver RPO screen game thing. And eventually what started to happen was Quay Walker just was like, well, then I'll just solve the RPO screen game myself. And, <laughs> and Hooker would pull the ball and he would say, that wide receiver looks open. And then he would throw it to him and Quay Walker would run down the line of scrimmage and meet the wide receiver there. It, and, it looked like a, a scripted drill. At UGA yep. practice, you just described a scripted drill in which Quay Walker coach is telling him what drill they're going to do. We're going to we're going to mm -hmm. give the RPO look. You're going to go down, Quay. You have this guy, and Quay's like, okay. And he looked at the game. He's like, oh, oh, this is what Lanning was talking about. I'll just do the thing I've been doing all week. Yeah, this is this is the stop it for a zero yard gain drill. Is that what we're, is that the drill? That's we're what. <laughs> that's the drill. You okay, wonder why hey. more teams don't run it, Colin. You wonder yeah, why more teams uh, don't brilliant. put it into their practice. Yeah. Um, let's, look, look okay. here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to, a couple of years ago, um, Daniel and I did a, I, I remember this only because I got mocked for it. A couple of years ago, Daniel and I did a preseason under the radar draft prospects for UGA. And Daniel asked me a question is who could go in the top two rounds that right now has no business going in the top two rounds? And I listed Tay Crowder as somebody that if they came mm. on, blew up. They would go high. And all of a sudden, Tate Crowder didn't have the type of season, but he was talented and unheralded. And he goes to the Giants as Mr. Relevant. And all of a sudden, he's starting inside linebacker. He's blowing up and he's out who's there every the single Giants week. And tackles? I'm just curious. Who's leading the Giants in tackles this year? Clint? That man. That no, man, Tate Crowder. Former, former two-star running back? Former yeah. two-star running back. <laughs> Great. Um, Quay Walker. It. 
Stop Quay it. Walker. You stop it. Is like Tay Crowder. Tay Crowder has all the talent in the world. Quay Walker is that, except he's getting some run out here in this three, this three deep inside linebacking core that we rotate in. Um, he is, guys, he could, as Daniel said, he could start any other team in the nation. He is starting and leading the team in tackles. That's how good Quay is. Okay. It's hard when we're when we're ascending, it's hard to know where to go next. Okay. Because there's the best linebacker in America. There it is. And and there's the most exciting player on this team. There it is. Those are our two choices now. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go to the best player in America next. Okay. Great. Um Ooh. and this this is a conversation that I specifically wanted to have. Xavier Colin Trust. on the That's what you were talking about <laughs> Xavier Trust. Colin, Colin, these, get these out. invitations, <laughs> these invitations to be on the pod are not just—they're not unlimited. They can be rescinded. Okay, you understand? Okay. Uh, what I was going to say is, this is a conversation specifically, Colin, that I wanted to have you on the pod because I want—I need you to tell me, am I doing this right? I believe the technical term for Nicobe Dean is. He is a lagoon creature. Is that correct? Lagoon creature. Or if you're yep. Spencer, Spencer Hall described our defense on Twitter a couple of weeks ago as going through hell's car wash, <laughs> <laughs> which I appreciate immensely. That is unbelievable to me. Uh, I am yeah. having a good time. I am yes. having a good time on the yes. podcast. Right, we are laughing. Lagoon creature, Nicobe Dean. He is doing things out here that no one is doing. No one is doing these things. Like just dropping into coverage, like making plays on the football. He's doing this again against this Tennessee team. He's blitzing in the A-gap and just absolutely wreaking havoc on the Tennessee offensive line, what's left of it. Uh, I mean, just the nine-fingered man out there trying to block him, and you can't you can't help it. Uh, how good is N'Kobe Dean? Clint, I'm going to let you go first here because this is your guy. This is my boy, y'all. This is my boy. Th there's going to be a reason that we talk about the next individual as the most exciting player on this team. And I said a couple weeks ago that he, that Kobe was starting to drop off, start, but it just turns out he does so many different things that you lose sight of him on the field because he's literally everywhere and you forget that he's an inside linebacker, right? He's an inside linebacker that is able to blow... I, you choose team in America who you want blocking the middle and what running back you want coming in to step up to to do blitz pickup. They're going to lose. Just definitively, right now, it's a loss. What Mike Tyson's right you can what Mike Tyson's right hook was an uppercut is like that's what Nakobe Dean a gap blitz is. There's no hope for you. You're done. When he wants to demolish you, he will. He's incredible. The speed is there. The strength is there. The coverage skills are there. The general of the field is there. Like, Nicobe Dean on the field, and this calming presence just comes over you like a warm blanket. You're like, oh, we whatever's going to happen, we're going to figure it out because Nicobe's leading it. He's the best linebacker in America. Uh, he's going to go in the first round. Um, he is going to go down Mount Rushmore as one of the best inside linebackers in all of UGA history and, and come at me with that because he's doing things that no other linebacker, and I'm including Roquan on that, Roquan cannot blitz like N'Kobe Dean is right now, okay? Didn't That's do it fair. at UGA. Um, he, he's, he's performing for the Bears, but no, N'Kobe is light years. I, I'm blown away by him. 
okay, I came, I came here prepared to ask the two of you a question, which was this. Uh, so you've got Roquan, you've got Nakobe, you've got Channing, you've got Quay. Are those are all four of those players in the top five inside linebackers in the two thousands for the Georgia Bulldogs? First of all, he blocked every kick, Colin, <laughs> that season. So every <laughs> single <laughs> kick, put, put some, some respect on it. <laughs> okay, but you did say four out of the best five. So now I'll even entertain the question. Okay, great. Okay. I think the answer is. I think the answer is possibly no, but here's what I will say. I will say, and I love your response to this, Colin. I will say, I'm not saying he's the same as or equal to, but I'm saying when you came into the season, I think Clint and I thought, maybe you agreed, that this Georgia defense could be special, had a ton of depth, a ton of really great players. Okay, Jordan Davis, obviously, at the top of everyone's list. But I think what we thought was that this Georgia, this Georgia defense was going to lack the Roquan Smith, you know, the, 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 the megastar, the, the megastar of the defense, the best defensive player in college football type of player on the defense. I would say definitively 10 games into the season, that is not true. Because this team has that guy, and his name is Nicobe Dean, and they have the second best defensive player in college football, and his name is Jordan Davis, and they play on the field together. So it's <laughs> you confuse sometimes depth with lack of star power, but what Georgia has is an all-star team. Like that's it's depth of star power. This is what we're sitting on. Yep. And, and- and I think we alluded to it earlier, but I think now we're talking about the linebackers. We're about to talk about Channing in a second. I think now's, now's the time to talk about this This Georgia defense just erased this vaunted, the, the up-tempo, this vaunted... Ten- Here's, okay, I had a lot of Tennessee fans that I'm friends with, which... I'm sorry I'm to hear that. On my, I am. On my part. But I had a lot of Tennessee friends that I'm friends with, Tennessee fans in my mentions last night as I was tweeting absurdities. <laughs> saying saying to me, well, Tennessee put up the most points against Georgia that anybody's put up on the year. Sure. And he, okay. Here's what I want to say to you, college football fan. Uh oh. Okay. The only he's, time he's, the only time it matters. Listen listen to me. I'm the captain now. Listen to me. The, the only time it matters how many points your opponents put up in a losing effort? Say more. Is, is if you give up 52 points to the Samford Bulldogs. 52 points to this. I don't give a anything about Tennessee mm-hmm. scoring 17 points, seven of which were at garbage time. I do not care. You outscored no. Kentucky. That's the threshold we're talking about here. Losing 50, by 24 at home. 52 points to a team that lost to University of Tennessee Chattanooga. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, well, they also lost to Florida, which is a good comp. Uh, okay. Which is very that. good. Is it- uh, Daniel, we're, we're going to have to kick the, the most exciting player on this team. Oh, no. I dare Do you, you to tell it to his face. 
I dare I'm you to not. say it to his face. By kick, you mean <laughs> kick? I, I mean, I'm going to bow down and humbly request Channing Tindall be slid to the next segment, and you yeah, tell right. us about B- Built Bar. All right, we're coming back, Channing, to talk all about it. Um, you deserve all the respect that you're going to get in a few minutes. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. They come in a wide variety of delicious flavors, all of which can be found at BuiltBar.com. There are chocolate flavors, fruit flavors, candy flavors, birthday cake flavors. There's a million varieties, and they are all absolutely delicious. They're all also high in protein, high in fiber, and low in sugar because they are a protein bar that just happens to taste like a candy bar. They're keto-approved. They're good for whatever diet or meal replacement plan you are on pre-workout on your way to the gym, on your way home from the gym, wherever you need it, Built Bar is there. Throw some in your car, throw some in your top drawer of your desk. Um, uh, Great snack on the go or something for that two o'clock pick me up at the office. BuiltBar.com, enter the promo code LOCKEDON15 and you'll get a 15% off your first order. That's LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your first order at BuiltBar.com. All right. Channing Tindall. Yes. Mm. Listen. Okay. He had he had three sacks. By the way, Georgia had six sacks on the day. Don't sleep on the pass rush. Or I think I was excited about the pass rush. That, was what, that was what it was. Excited about the pass rush. Um, six sacks on the day, which is even above Tennessee's average uh, for per game on the season. Also above Georgia's average per game on the season. Um, three of which came at the hands of one Channing Tindall. Mm. Um, he's angry. Very. He is the fastest defensive player I can recall seeing, period, at any time, in any place. Like, when he starts running at you, Clint, what are you going to do? He's too fast. You slide as to avoid injury. <laughs> this is your only hope you have. Channing Tindall, let's start calling him... Uh, if we can, John Wick, because <laughs> because when he shows up, you die. Like like there's just nothing else to do. Channing Tindall wants something, he goes and takes it. It's his. He heat six seeks that missile onto you, and there's no stopping him. Lineman in front of him, it doesn't. He he outruns you to the position on the field you want to be. I've seen it more times in this game. Certainly the case where you think to yourself, and this is even more akin to a Roquan Smith, where I see a play, and in my head, I know I've watched enough football where I know, dang it, that running back has the edge. You see the play developing, you're like, son of a gun, they got an edge, and then a second and a half later, you're like, oh wait, no, never mind, it's a zero yard gain, and it's freakish how he does. It defies my football logic how he does it. That's how quick he is. When when he closed on Malik Hooker yesterday, when he had the sack that went, led to the fumble, I texted Daniel and Clint within seconds and said, that was frightening. Because mm-hmm. how fast he closes that gap is legitimately, fr- it defies logic how fast he is. And that was always the thing with him. When he was coming out of high school, people were saying like, this linebacker has serious wheels. It's just a matter of, like once he gets going in a direction, he's going to go there with the speed of like light, light speed, right? But can mm-hmm. we get him going in the right direction? And that's why maybe it's taken him a little bit longer to get on the field. You know, he's now a senior, but they've got Channing Tindall going in the right direction. 
And oh, when I think we're. I think that's when he gets there, he breaks things. Just ask my man, wide receiver on the wide receiver screen for Tennessee oh, no. today. If he breaks things when he arrives. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Listen, I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that uh, adjective that you used, Colin, and I'm going to I'm going to elevate it another play because I've gone. I've watched this play, the sack fumble, at the end of the game. I've watched it 150 times, and it's not mm. enough. I'll tell you this: it's not enough. I'm going to go watch it 20 more times after we hang up. Have you all ever been to like a haunted house? Like not a not a nice haunted house, but like a no. cheap haunted house, like a like a real low budget, like at your friend's barn, like type of haunted house. Like the same the, the same of- friends that have like WWF style wrestling in their backyard. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. We have the same friends. That's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. When y'all when you go to a cheap haunted house, here's the thing. Is there'll be the guy in the costume, and he's he's just crouched behind something, you know. Like there's not really a theme or like a there's not really a, a there's nothing holding the thing together. It's just like a tractor or something outside, and he's just crouched and he's just waiting for you to sort of come by. And then what's he gonna do? He's just gonna pop out behind that thing and and, and scare you. Go watch that play again, and you tell me. If Channing Tindall's not hiding behind the defensive line, just literally waiting for Hinton Hooker to run to the right. And he just says, Are you gonna are you gonna try to escape outside the pocket? Is that where you're gonna go? Or are you gonna try to move out here? Because as soon as he clears the tackle, mm. rolling out to his right, all of a sudden Channing Tindall pops out from behind the defensive line and just says, This play is over now. It and was happening. Trust me, Hendon Hooker was scared. Just, just to clarify, <laughs> he was scared. Just like me at a low-budget haunted house. Like <laughs> I don't want it. I want. I don't want people to think I am, but deep down, I really am. Uh, all right. Well, real quick before we get out of here, because we got to at least touch on the offense. And I don't sure. think there's anywhere you could touch in the offense that doesn't start with just James Cook. This number four guy. You're talking about. You're talking about people taking angles and getting the edge, Clint, on defense. How about that first James Cook run where safety thought he had an angle? <laughs> He's coming across the field, and he just says, oh, I'm going to run this guy out of bounds at about the eight-yard line. And then all of a sudden, he's 12 yards behind him as he runs into the end zone. Yeah, that safety started talking to his girl like he was about to go to a gainer off the back, off the, the diving board and be like, watch this. I, I got this. Oh, we Turns have the same friends. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out he face planted into the curb of the pool. And that's what that safety did when he thought he's like, oh, James Cook, that's cute. And then he started going, James Cook said, it's cute, but for me, like, get out of my way. And he just skated around like it's invisible. You can't touch him. Um, mm-hmm. That was that was the definitive moment of James Cook at UGA was that game. And he's the real deal. Only got two things to say about James Cook. One is this. The only thing that was keeping James Cook from running for 500 yards yesterday was Mm -hmm. the end zone. The end zone. The the presence Mm -hmm. of the end zone that says the play must stop here. You get six points. Pass, go, collect $200. Correct. That's the only thing that was stopping James Cook from running for 500 yards yesterday. And the second thing is this when I was watching James Cook run yesterday, because he does have this, like, he's kind of always tripping forward in this, like, weird way. (laughs) He's, like, kind of always off balance. His arms sort of always swinging out 
what you know. sort of like a like how would you describe him if you were to use a metaphor? I, I'm trying to figure out a haunted house metaphor. <laughs> yeah, okay. And it's escaping okay. me at the moment. Okay. But no. but I was watching him run yesterday and I was thinking to myself, somewhere in the ether, Keith Marshall shed a tear watching James <laughs> football yesterday. It's who it's who five star Keith Marshall was always meant to be, but yep. but never was. Except for that one game against Tennessee where he ran for like 300 yards and had like 280-yard house calls. Uh, yeah. But, man, this was – I want to say it was a breakout game for James Cook because it absolutely was a breakout game for James Cook. But also, it's he's been there all year, guys. Like yes. this is the year we've been waiting for for now four straight years with this guy, James Cook. And we're finally getting it this year, and he's sharing carries – like crazy and when Kendall Milton comes back he's going to be sharing them even more and I'm fine with it Clint you were off the sharing carries bandwagon early in the year but I'm on it like let's I, let's do this let's ride I, I bought two tickets just in case the first one they they know and avoid I have two tickets to that bus ride now yeah we're we're fine with it but James Cook has been putting this kind of thing together all year long and so it was a breakout game, but in many ways it wasn't a breakout game because it was this a guy, it's a breakout game. season. That's yeah, right. Yeah, it was a distinctive game within the totality of it. And yeah, I saw somebody. Um, if you want guaranteed points, and Todd Munkin has Stetson missed it. He was he was locked in. It was the wrong one. But you want guaranteed points. Um, wheel him out of the backfield and have a linebacker lined up and give Stetson three and a half seconds because it's a guaranteed touchdown. Or just split him out wide and let a linebacker run over there with him and just yell in Stetson's face, hey, it's one-on-one, <laughs> and one of and our guy is 10 times faster than their guy. So unless he interferes, it's a touchdown. That's Those are the two choices. That's a really long play call, by the way, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, sorry. <laughs> little, little wordy. Uh, but here's what you call it, ghost on skates. There you go. R- real quick, uh, yeah, like, 20 more seconds on James Cook. We're we're using James Cook a lot in the way LSU used James Cook. I mean, LSU used Clyde Edwards-Alaire in 2019, where we're sort of using James Cook as a matchup nightmare. We're saying, okay, you you match us with personnel with a linebacker because James, James Cook is in the backfield. Well, we'll just motion him out wide, and he'll run a route because he's going to run by you. Or we'll put yep. him out wide. We'll put him out wide. You put a nickel or a dime on, on the field, and then we'll say, hey, James, why don't you come in the box? Because because there's an extra DB on the field, and then he'll just get ten yards of carry. So it's a matchup night. Like there's the, the numbers never make sense when James Cook's on the field. Defenses are at a loss. Todd yeah, Munkin has a toy, and uh, he knows how to play that instrument perfectly. It's a match made in heaven, and we're here for it. Uh, hey, Colin, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being on the pod. Uh, where can people find you? Interact with you on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at Colin K91. That's Colin with two L's, C-O-L-L-I-N-K-9-1 on the Twitter. You can look me up for for dogs takes and movie takes. That's about it. Um, yeah, that's me on on the socials. No IG. Have you seen Have you seen Dune? I have seen Dune. I loved it. It was great. I loved every moment. Of of it. Okay, we, we need to talk more about that on Twitter. Great. Um, Daniel hates right, movies. Let's, just <laughs> what I mean. Just what the nerd podcast did I just accidentally join where. 
All right. If you're not talking about Brock Bowers, I'm not talking to you. Uh, thanks. Speaking of Brock Bowers, Clint and I are going to be talking about him tomorrow. We've got so much more to talk about about this game. Ooh. There's a big week of shows that we have planned. So join us every single day this week. Locked on po- Bulldogs on the Locked on Podcast Network. Subscribe to the YouTube. Follow the audio podcast. Um, the, the Twitter is at Dogs Podcast. The email is LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com. And we will see you guys tomorrow. See ya. Peace.